Welcome to a special, special edition of the Barbershare Podcast, where we strategically and creatively help you to navigate through the challenges of your business so you can build a profitable. This edition is hosted at the Elite Masters Network Collective. Bill Cole always corrects me on that because I say it wrong quite a few times during these past two months, but I think I got it right that time. <laughs> so, um, we're here with this group and we, we have other like just amazing people that are going to be in this particular series. We have Mr. Mr. Uh, Kenny Williams, we have Ken Washburn, uh, Chuck Hoosier Barber, um, we have uh, Michael Clay, H3, we have, uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hear a little bit more from uh, the great Get The Hands, uh, Natalie Birdsong, uh, Miss, Miss Lily. Um, Sintiki and the Cup Professor and we just got so much talent up here but before we get into this for those of y'all who don't know how the barbershare started in 2019 what happened was I'm getting ready to make a transition in what I do I'm, I'm behind the chair I've been, I've been cutting behind the chair for about 25 years now. Um, and I always kind of played in the background and, you know, I, I've done really, really well for myself, but I started burning out. I started burning out where I just wanted to do something different where I can pour more into other barbers who would potentially work in my shop and be able to just expand myself and I just kind of give a rest uh, to myself. Because my schedule is, you know, Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m., 9.30 p.m., 52 weeks a year, and that went on for 15 years of my life. So I burnt myself out, and I hurt myself. And um, I just decided to just do something a little bit different. And um, I started opening up my suite to any barber that wanted to come in. They can come in, and whatever it is you want to know. I had a barber come in, he, uh, he, he just kind of just worked right next to me for for about four months and that experience like really like changed his life that I showed him just what the possibilities was of what he can do just in everyday barbering, not necessarily the competition in the industry, but just there's this misnomer that you, you have to do something big, you have to have all these great models. Yeah, no, I'm so simple everyday haircuts like bald head, simple face and still surpass a six figure career. It's simple. My goal is how, how do we make six figures, save six figures, and give six figures. That's 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 the direction I want to go, right? So I opened it up to one barber, then I opened it up to two barbers, 2019, and then I had a group of like six. It was a group of eight, and they would come in and ask whatever you want. They ask whatever you want, want to do. And then 2020 happened. Everything shut down. Two barbers in particular went into a panic. They, they don't know what they're going to do, but because most of my methods of how I run business or whatever just comes from things that I learned from the 90s, from, from all the barbers in the 90s, those that kind of mentored me. And um, how I started doing this was, as I would coach a, a particular barber, I would pull the camera out and I would just interview him just to just get him to start talking about what he was learning because I'm documenting for myself. Most of all this stuff was originally just for myself on my computer so I can study what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. 
Then I did it again. And the stories were so funny that I was like, I'm, I'm gonna put this on social media because this story is just too funny. Like, like this is gold right here. And then it happened again. And then I, I, before I knew it, I just started just interviewing different people that I've coached in some type of capacity and or that I've mentored. And then what happened was, I believe it was either earlier this year or late last year, Jay Ruff ended up back on social media. He had been gone for a while. He had, he had, and that's my dude. That's like, like people that know us can't figure out how me and him are friends because we like the complete opposite. We're the exact complete opposite. So when he popped back on social media, I know that he's getting ready to start back cutting again. I just put him on blast on social media. Like, like dude, like, okay, how many of y'all think I should put Jay Ruff on the podcast? Yes, or yeah, you should have been there. And the responses came back. And he hit me back maybe like an hour later. He was like, yeah, let's set that up. And because I didn't believe in like pushing it off, I said, let's do it in two days. He said, okay, no doubt. So we did it, and the conversation was good. And I just put up just a little clip. Um, and like the next day after I put up the clip, he said, dude, my phone is blowing up. Like, what's going on? And um, maybe about a month later, he contacted me. He was like, dude, I want to do a podcast. I don't really do a podcast. But after I started looking at what I had been putting on social media, I said, damn, I guess this kind of is a podcast. Because I didn't look at it. That wasn't my goal. I'm about to start a podcast. My, my thing was, can I capture really dope people in around the city of Chicago that are doing really, really dope things. And because I'm a barber first, I'm a cosmetologist, I started in, in the barber community just interviewing like a lot of really, really dope people. So that's how this podcast kind of got started. It just happened organically and it just failed. But I would never forget ever that the person that put me on blast about not having clarity on what I wanted to do is Bill Coach. I was pissed when you, <laughs> I was pissed when you was like, hey brother, I'm kind of confused over here. <laughs> That's, that was, that was, a, that was a, a monumental moment for me where it was just like, I do a lot of things. It's a lot of things that I'm interested in, but I need to make a commitment in one area. So either I'm gonna be a person that's I'm just gonna cut hair behind the chair, or I'm gonna do what I'm really, really passionate in, and that's storytelling. And that storytelling kind of blends off into other things that I do. Um, but I'm gonna start like three minutes earlier. So this episode of Barbershare Podcast, we're putting a strong focus on just the power and the opportunity of collaboration. Reaching out and doing some other stuff. Uh, you got you got everything like competition. You got trade shows. You got hosting events and stuff all in you know your suite. And, and as far as I know, in some shape, form, or capacity, all of you all have in competition. Fifty-four trophies. Jesus, <laughs> ridiculous. That's barbenize. As it, and, 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 and what you're doing with your fusion brand. Groom theory is iconic in the St. Louis area. 
and then he's sitting with the game changer himself. Like he's he coined himself. That's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big role to uh, to, to to write yourself as like like your name. You know, like you, you got your social media handle, right? His vehicle enough under that is supposed to say your real name. He doesn't have his real name. His, he put his real name as the game changer. <laughs> I was like, man, that's okay. <laughs> that's my dude now. <laughs> I like that sense of confidence. But what I want to do is um, I, 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 I want to I I point this first question for Leanna and your quickest answer that you can give. How has collaboration for you played a significant role in your individual success? How has collaboration trade shows, the networking, played a significant role in your success? It played a significant role because I was able to network and meet people. And maybe the first time they said no, but then I come back again. And it's yes, because they now see my grind, my hustle, and my determination. So I was able to just take that and just put together Fusion and all of my other Fusion brands. Yeah, that's good, that's good. good. Um, Hayden? Uh, for me, collaborating is like was big on is networking for me. I was able to see a different perspective out there, knowing that there was people out there building something bigger than just standing behind a chair. And for me, just going to the trade shows and competing and meeting other barbers kind of gave me, you know, inspired me to create my own brand yeah. and then eventually help other people create their own brands. So it's been huge on my end. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good luck. Uh, collaboration is a very strong word. Let me use working with people. Working with people is the power of networking. Mm-hmm. We, since we're independent contractors, we don't work for anyone but ourselves. But to know people that you can reach out for that's resourceful, that is essential for what we're doing, especially as independent contractors. So um, it has definitely gave me a lot of, I say, you know, as a tree gets roots, that helped water my roots tremendously to help me grow. How has collaboration, networking, and all the things that you've done over the years played a significant role in your success? Um, collaboration, I think, is good for everyone. Um, like everybody just said, um, you know, when you collab, everybody gets better. Uh, you as a person can learn from other people, and more importantly, other people learn from you. So, as me trying to collab and network with other people and trying to soak up a lot of things and a lot of things that other people can soak up for me is like iron shopping the iron, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so the why I got you on the mic right now, like, like what are some examples of like like a successful collaboration that you did that was like a big part of like your growth and how it benefited your business behind the chair? Uh, I would say Continuing education, you know, uh, networking, going to different classes, and just trying to expand my skill set. You know, not only are you networking with different people and supporting them, but you're also bringing something to the table that you can share with, you know, the people that you work around, and eventually you grow as a person, especially as an educator, because you have more to offer than just, you know more than just being like a one-trick pony, you know? You have several things you can go off of. 
Yeah, 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 it's good. Hey, what about you? Like, like, what, what's an example of a like a successful a successful collaboration that you did that played a like a big part in the success of your business? Uh, for me, I gotta say, man, back in 2016 when I flew out to uh, see one of my barber brothers, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wade, uh, taught me how to do hair units for the first time, mm-hmm. and once I learned how to do that, I took it back to you know St. Louis and made a video, man, went viral, and that changed the whole comic club, the whole comic club for me. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to income and being efficient behind the chair. So I give thanks to that, man, because if, if I never took that leap of faith, you know, I wouldn't be able to get the most prized, the most prized possession back now, which is time. So that's probably one of my biggest ones, man, for sure. Same question for you, man. Repeat your question. I'm always going to keep saying that. So can you give me an example of like maybe those first moments when you had had a collaboration that, that, that impacted like the way you do business? Um, a selective collaboration in reference to that, I'm going to go back to Fusion. Um, it is so hard to like sometimes when you're, you're running a show to get a corporation to actually believe in your vision. And I was able to connect with Alta Beauty to get them to believe in my vision and to support and to sponsor Fusion at that point and moving forward. Um, And, you know, uh, still creating that thing where they are still continuing to support me in other networking events like today. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Game changing. Game changing. (laughs) Man, you know, so much goes through my mind when I hear that because... um, Coming from having nothing and to see just a little bit of daylight, that's just the, the, the whole change of life. Mm-hmm. Um, at 11 years old, my first mentor was a barber named Mr. Irby. Mr. Irby used to uh, pick me up and just have me do all kinds of things for him, not knowing that he was giving me the game of life. And I, to this day, I practice his principles that he taught me at 11. He always told me, everything you do, you pay cash for it. <laughs> and I, I didn't understand it until I got older. Yeah. And so to have a different concept of thinking growing up, because, you know, everybody else, they think credit is the blessing. Yeah. I just got a $900,000 house. You in debt, bro. <laughs> but, you know, that that helped me. Those principles, I apply them to my everyday process and what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, most definitely, the evolution of barbering has definitely is... It's just changed as heaven would say, you know, generational things is going on. Yeah, that's good. And so, while you got the mic, the next question towards you is like, and and what way can collaboration within the industry lead to more significant opportunities for growth and innovation? Wow. So you know what's going on? Everything about AI now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that's the future of barbering, future of business, period. Yeah. The future of the industry. Yeah. So I think the next big wave is for us to learn how to collaborate with artificial intelligence and how can it work for us yeah. instead of us working for it. Yeah. How can we build that to help you know us get to a point where we're sleeping and making money? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's you know I, I'm always a step ahead. I know I'm a little older, but I'm not old thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. Just a little secret: I use AI to help me put together and organize everything we're doing. Like, like I'm just wow. Yeah, so that came in clutch because I, you know, I understand it. I'm learning more about it as I yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barbara Nas, same, the same. Uh, 
the same question. In what ways do you feel like, from your experience, can collaborations within the industry lead to more significant opportunities for growth and innovation? Um, <clears throat> I say collaborations are beneficial in a way that um, feel like a person that's on a level that somebody's trying to reach. But them collabing with someone who is trying to get there or, you know, kind of like paying it forward, giving it back, you're not only educating them, you're kind of exposing them to the same network that you have. So, I mean, you're growing as a person because you're giving back, you know, which is self-rewarding, and then you, can, you got something to give to somebody else who can, you know, in turn give to somebody else, in turn give to somebody else, which ultimately make the whole industry you know? That's good, that's good, that's good. You need to repeat the question. And so, in what, in what, in what ways, from your experience, from, from everything you've done, do you, do you feel like uh, people just be willing to do collaborations or networking, like with, within the industry? How can it lead to more uh, significant opportunities for growth and innovation? Okay. So. Um for me and you know for everyone um, I think that when you collaborate with someone um, you learn from them you learn from me and I have a very particular way of how I organize and put my things together I'm very particular and even today like I brought one of my assistants with me just so that he can get a vision moving forward of what it is that I'm doing and how I'm networking so that he can be able to create and create content but at the same time meet more people to grow that aspect of his business. Um, I also love to go to training. So like, when I go there, I'm not just there to just learn the education, but I'm also there to learn to be able to bring that education back to teach my instructors on how I want them to teach. So collaborate with them and being a part of the team helps you overall growth and facilitation, continual education, and just expanding your overall network. Yeah, that's good. But Haven, same same question. From from your experience, how can collaboration within the industry lead to more significant opportunities for growth and innovation? Based on my experience, uh, I just remember when I was a, you know a young barber coming up. Some of the old heads in my local neighborhood didn't want to get a game out, you know, and I know I knew I never wanted to be that. Whatever you know that I got, I want to pour back out. You know, I want to be able to make sure I empty everything out, you know? And so, just seeing the, the new generation of barbers, man, we can learn so much from them. I didn't want to be that barber. Oh, no, I don't need to do that. I'm going to learn. These young bulls, man, they coming, you know what I mean? And I always keep some young barbers around me, just because, like, they just do different things, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important that we continue to collaborate, you know, with the, with the young generation, and we keep pouring into them, you know what I mean? Because it's a different world now, man, especially, you know, people black icing, <laughs> Linus is deaf nowadays, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's so important that we keep them, they understand, you know, the root of grooming and barbering. So the, the generations before, after them, keep it up. Keep it up. Cause I feel like, you know, back in 2012, 2013, when Instagram came, I feel like that was the beginning of something. And that was like our era, you know? And now that we're kind of, you know, we some vets now, 10 plus years, it's, uh, we got to make sure we give back, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's very important. So while you got the mic, from, from your experience and the success that you had in your business, 
how can like barbers and hairstylists like actively start seeking out collaboration opportunities to build a strong network? Um, great question. Great question. I think. I mean, honestly, we gotta continue. Like, you know, I've been cut for twenty some years. I, so I get burnt out. You know what I mean? And it's so important to keep on coming to events like these. So I get. You know, we pour, especially if you leaders, if you barbershop owners. And it's line owners and you guys keep pouring into people all the time now a lot of times we get poured in too you know what i'm saying and so i think it's so important and essential that we continue to keep going to these type of events and that you guys keep throwing these events for people like us to come and so this is an awesome awesome opportunity for us to build something to keep keep building on something that's going to help us you know grow together as you know barbers and cosmetologists yeah that's good nice from your experience Barbers and hairstylists, like what would, what would be your advice on how they can start actively seeking out opportunities for collaboration so they can build their own strong network? Um, I would say um, just getting out there, um, like like how many of us came up uh, in trade shows and you know classes and um, just sometimes even organizing your own event. It could be something as small as, you know, uh, a hands-on or look and learn your own shop, you know. Um, like how I started, um, as far as education, like unofficially I've been mentoring a lot of barbers, you know, practically all my life, but when I decided to take it to the next level, I started to have like classes in my shop, you know, it was free, you know, I advertised on Facebook and all of that and just put it out there just to see what type of, you know, traction, like how many people actually want to learn how to cut hair. If I was offering it, knowing they know that as long as I've been doing it, you know, kind of entrusting me and what I do. And eventually it became so big that barber schools and salons were, were scheduling field trips because I would advertise. So they were scheduling field trips to come to my shop and to see me do, you know, haircuts and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So that's when I realized, like, you know, like, actually just believing in yourself and just not really worrying about the the, the, the outcome, whether it's gonna be good or bad, just putting it out there and hopefully somebody will see what you got going and, and gravitate toward, towards it. And, you know, I grew as an educator and, and I'm pretty sure they grew as a professional and, everything else so I mean it's a win-win for everybody. Education is the key to reverence. The more they learn, the more you earn. You earn some about this you know it's a state a saying that we should say uh you gotta make power moves. You can't make power moves you ain't got no no power. In the world today now, you gotta have money to have power. And so, to get those other echelon people to step up and elevate, they do have to learn. Learn from Haven, the, the Leans, the, the, the Mikes, the, the, the Nas, the Bill Cones. Learn what we know and apply it and put your two cents to it and make it your own. So you can grow and, and really tap into your full potential. So, the next level is for people actually pushing themselves. Don't be comfortable. Education to me is, 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 is the key to revelation. Yeah, 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 that's good. 
Obviously, I'm gonna repeat the question. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Everybody wins, so I got it. So I, I have these things that um, I write down a lot of things. Okay. And I, I have like a whole lot of like ideas. So I have no tear, I have no stare. And for one that wants to grow, I think that for the most part that you need to show up. Stay ready. Also know it is exact. Sometimes you don't know what you want to do, but figure out what you want to do that doesn't feel like a job that you enjoy doing. Because if you enjoy doing it, you love it, people attract to it, they feel your energy, um, they respect you, you know, um, and just overall, just network. Show up, be ready. I, presentation, the way you present yourself, you only get one time to do that once. <laughs> so, show up, be approachable, be friendly, and most importantly, just share. You know, some of these kids now, they don't want to, they just, we just give them the keys. And there's been so many times I went to these trade shows, I volunteered. And me volunteering was how I was able to meet Michael Clay, Nick Skill, Bill Cole. You, you get what I'm saying? Just by showing up and then, know you and then that's how we see each other we hug it you know why because we then made that connection you understand why I'm here why I'm here and I understand why you're here and I understand your goal and then you understand my goal um, so I think that for the most part write your goals down short mid medium and think about where you want to be in the next three to five years and then five to ten years and how are you gonna get there if you want to do other things how are you gonna make more money to do those other things? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's how I kind of move around now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I let things. I let. I, I, I write down a plan and I execute it. And that's just what it is. That's it. So why I got you warmed up right now? Huh? You all warmed up. I'm warmed up right now. I'm talking now. Right now. I'm talking now. <laughs> Look, I want to know about. Money and money. Hmm? I want to know about young man, like that that moment when you was just like, I want to put together my own self. What's okay. the story behind it? Okay, so when I was younger, um, I used to always be in like talent shows. I was all wanted to always be in front of people, and I was in a hair show, and I used to be a model in a hair show, and then I started braiding hair, and then I started putting my models in the hair show, and. Um, Back then, you would go to, somebody would put a hair show together and you'd be waiting for hours before it started. And I just got sick of it. And I said, you know what? I could do this. I'm gonna throw my own show. So when I went to hair school in 2009, I put one together in my school and it was literally packed out. And so I said, okay. And that was the idea of me trying to figure out what it is I did like and what I didn't like. So that was my learning phase. So I did my learning phase inside the school. So once that grew, I expanded it. It was like a church next door to the school, and it had like a big auditorium. And so I moved it over to the bigger vicinity because we needed more space. Right? That worked out very well. And then um, I went back to school to get my teacher license. And then, before, right when I graduated, I decided to throw a hair show in Bowling. And that was my first one outside of school. And I, I, I did it. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I had people literally lined up. Paying, at this time, I was only charging $25 to get in. I had people lined up, like, I'll give you 50 to get in. But I was at capacity. I couldn't do anything. 
So, and I just kept doing it. I just kept doing it. And as I, as I grow the show, I always go back and look at what could have been better. So, which means that I started delegating things to people. And then I would debrief after my event or I debrief because now my show is a two-day show. I debrief that night and then I debrief again after the show. Yeah. What could we have done? What areas do we need to fix? If, if it doesn't need to be fixed, I don't change it. But if it needs to be fixed, I make those tweaks and then I always try to add something more than give them a little bit more of what I gave them a year before. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. It, it, so, it sounds like what you're saying is that how you put together your shows is more about giving out value than you collecting. Exactly. So I don't put my... Now, does a lot of time and money go into it? Yes, it does. But I believe that I can't... I don't make money my first priority when I think about putting it up to a show. Because if I make money the first priority, I'm neglecting the whole show. Yeah, that's good. So I put the show first. That's good. And long as people can see that it's organized, the aesthetics looks good, and everybody's doing their job and it's on point, the money's going to come. That's good. And that's then good. with money comes more opportunity and more levels for me to build. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Nice. What, what's the story behind, like, this, this competitive nature that you have? Like, like what, what made you go after 54 trophies? Mm. Um, and, and was it more competition than 54 trophies? It was 54 wins, but was yeah. it way more? It was 54 wins, but it was more, a little bit more, like, far as competing-wise. I probably, out of 54 trophies that I won, I probably lost, like, 30. Wow. So, I competed, like, you know, close to about 100 times. This is three flat years, though. This is January 2017 to January 2020. So, wait, you did all that within that period of time? Three years. Uh, nobody has ever like. done that before. I, I want to know what drove you to do that. Well, I was uh, I went back to school, uh, like we were just talking about continuing education. I went back to school to uh, you know so I can get my instructor license. And I had a group of students that were into you know this is like 2017. No, this is 2016 actually. And I had a group of students that were into like going to the hair show. Like I, like in 2016, I've probably been to like two hair shows in my life. Before 2016, I never even heard of a hair show. Like, I heard about the hair show, but I'm thinking the hair show is hair, like, you know, right. style and all that. I never thought barbers were competing. And I didn't think no barbers at a hair show, actually. You know, I'm one of those, like, how you were talking earlier about being in the shop. I've been cut hair since 1990. I've been in the shop 12, 14 nowadays since 99. You know what I'm saying? Before that, I was a kitchen magician. You know, I'm back porch, in the house, hot, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I decided to go back to school, I, um, my students were all talking about competing. And me personally, I had my, you know, my, you know, how I, cause when I went to a hair show, when I saw the competition, I didn't really like the outcome of the competition. You know, I'm seeing all the haircuts, and I'm like, man, that haircut was nice. You know, I know this haircut going to win, and the haircut didn't win. So I was confused. I'm like, what type of hair show is this, you know? So... So when I, when I, a few months later, I was enrolled to be, an, you know, I was a student barber instructor. And my students talk about the show, they wanted to compete, so on, so on. In my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm not the type of person, I ain't gonna rain on nobody parade, you know? If that's something you wanna do, I'm gonna encourage you, hey, I might even drive you there, you know what I'm saying, if you ain't got a car. I'm not gonna say, well, you know, I went to a hair show, and it was whack, the best haircut shit of one ever won. 
You know, I'm not, I'm never gonna shoot nobody dream down. You know, if that's something you want and it's productive and is you know positive, go for it. You know, if you need to ride, let me know. I'm gonna come cheer for you, even if I don't believe in you. You know, ultimately you gotta believe in yourself, right? Yeah. So they were talking about they wanted to compete. So I was like, yeah, you know, you wanna go to just go check it out. They're like, oh, no, it's easy for you to say. You license, you got a shop. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It, it, it is easier for me to say when, you know, when I got a steady flow of money coming in. But I'm like, it's, it's not as easy because I definitely got a reputation. Like, I don't want to be out here competing and getting my head cracked. Like, hey, you thought you knew how to cut hair. You know, yeah. Now you just got your head. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get into the competition and just show y'all, like, if you want something, just go about it. So my, my, uh, my motive behind that was just to, to get in it. It wasn't to win. It was just, the winning was me to get in it. If I get in it, one of them would sign up for the student conversation, you know? So I'm trying to inspire them by being that sacrificial lamb, so to speak. So it just so happened when I went out to my first competition, I happened to win. The very first time competing, the very first time I saw a battle, barber battle, I didn't even agree with the judges. And the first time I competed, I won. And the main, the, the main category was the freestyle design that everybody waits on. It's always like the last category, like back in 2017. And so I had my whole spiel, like what I was gonna say to my students. I was like, yeah, you know, you see me, I got out there, I lost. You look at me, I'm still alive and still breathing, but I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and kind of think about, well, now what I'm gonna say now, because now I got the trophy. So it kind of discouraged them a little bit more, because they like, well, you just, you just kind of just show how good you are. And I was like, right, 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 right. So, you know, I came back to the school, I had the trophy, I, I even drunk about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but the lesson in that is like, okay, even if you don't know the direction that you're going, it's good to keep moving. Yeah. And it's also better when you're inspiring somebody else. Because even if I, yeah. I would have lost that competition, I still feel like I would have won because maybe somebody else would have competed. You yeah. know, it just so happened through that, through the collabs and networking and all that, it came out of that. I was already, around that same time, I was already, that's the same time I was doing free classes in my shop. So to everybody else, they're like, I'm busy. Like, when you ever get a chance to do this, do that. I'm working full time. I'm doing free class on the weekend. And now I'm competing now. So I started what, what made the drive even go harder because I thought I, when I won my first water battle, I thought I just had it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a natural. I can't lose. And I went to my next battle and I lost. Then my next battle I won. Then my next two battles I lost. Then my next three battles I won. Mm -hmm. So after a while, I kept chasing it. You know, like I'm chasing that first high, you know. Wow. I just kept chasing it. Now I'm curious, like, can I just keep winning without losing? Yeah. And that's where the trophies. And then I started to take that, okay, let me go to these competitions and do every category. Mm -hmm. I, because, you know, when we go to a hair show, we spend our entire day. So if I'm doing one competition and I'm losing, I felt like, I mean, of course, yeah, you know, you networking and all that, you meet people. But at the end of the day, I didn't spend money. You know, I could be with my kids somewhere doing something. But you know what? I'm just going to do every category. If I got to be here all day, I'm doing every category. So every competition, after I lost like about three in a row, every competition I went to, I did every category. Only if it was like a lady barber or something. Other than that, I did every category. And that's how I started to leave competitions, six, seven categories with three, four trophies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how I got 54 trophies in three years. Man, that's a dope, that's dope story. Yeah. That's Thank a you. super dope story. Thank you. For no, not at all. And what's crazy, I won my last trophy January 2020, and then it was all-star break, you know, which was a good time for Chicago Barbers, because it was here in Chicago. Yeah. And then March 2020, here come pan pandemic. Yeah. So pandemic slowed me down. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I, I'd probably still be competing. Yeah, yeah. So 
you have your own barber expo, right? Yes. The Chicago, like, how did that start? Um, it started just me. I'm just going to different shows, winning so many shows, uh, losing so many shows, and taking the good and the bad, you know, and just trying to create a platform, especially for other educators that want to follow in the same footsteps. Like, I never wanted to be like a platform artist, none of that. I just wanted to be around other people that took this industry as seriously as I did, you know. I wanted to, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, I grew up, you know, low income, you know, in the hood, that type of thing. So I'm thinking when I come around into the industry and be around other people that worked so hard and diligent to get here, it will come with a certain level of, you know, professionalism, you know, yeah. prestige, stuff like that. So I kept that in mind when I started my show. I just wanted people to, you know, be proud of where we came from and, and the barber industry, you know, it, you know, the first barber school was here in Chicago, you know what I'm saying? So Chicago is like the mecca of barbering, you know mm. what I'm saying? Just like mm. other cities have the mecca of maybe basketball, maybe hip hop, like we we that city when it comes to barbering. Yeah. Like everybody might think they got it, but personally, I, pound for pound, I think Chicago, as far as the Midwest, just in general, pound for pound got the best barbers in the world in style. Like I've seen the best talent ever here. I, I've been everywhere. I've won barber battles in, in over a dozen states. Yeah, and I and, and still to this day, the barbers and stylists that I come up among, that I network with, that I compete against, are still the best that I've ever seen. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Haven, historic win, perfect score, Bronner Brothers. Mm. But that's not like the highlight of your career. Like you went down to a new city and just created a whole new movement where you raised the standard for the whole city. Mm -hmm. What's the story behind that? Uh, the story was uh, originally from the Chicagoland area. And uh, I was about to get married, man. I was about to get married, uh, 2011. Found out I was expecting a child, my wife from St. Louis. And it changed everything, you know what I'm saying? Had a nice clientele, nice business here in Aurora. Uh, but I had to make that decision, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I decided to take that leap of faith and go to you know, St. Louis when I went down there and I was at a barber shop charging $12 a haircut. And I was in Chicago, I was charging 20, you know? And so I think just going to a barber school out here on the west side of Chicago, learning from, you know, the, the Latinos, holding my skills. I just came to St. Louis, man. And it's like my back gets the wall, man. I'm at the bottom. Only thing I can do is go up. So, uh, I'll start doing things I've never done before, marketing-wise, advertising-wise, then also Instagram came, and then, you know, built my clientele for a couple of years, and then when I opened my barbershop, I really wanted to change the game, you know what I mean? I just wanted to give people opportunity to, you know, you know provide for their family. And when I opened my shop, I remember it was, I was charging like between $40, $50 back in 2015, and the barbers that was coming to my shop, it's only charging 12, right? And the only thing that I thought about, like, how can I get them to my level? You know, I didn't want to be that shop owner, only one cutting, no one my shop not, not cutting at all. And so the first thing I did was change the dress code. I had them in slacks and everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> had them in slacks and, you know, they didn't understand the vision at first, right? But then I had to keep telling them, when people come in this shop, in the establishment, they're gonna feel that they're gonna have to spend some money. You know what I mean? The, the music I was playing, you know, the vibes, you know what I'm saying, the decor, the, the, the coffee, the tea. And people, my, my team started growing, bro. And at the end of the day, I realized, I, you know, I came up growing up playing basketball and my main 
thing with, as a point guard was putting people in position to succeed. And I use that same blueprint in uh, barbering and business, man. I want my team to succeed, man. So it's been a blessing ever since. That's good. That's good. I'm gonna give you a hot mic real quick. All right, what is from your experience, right? What is what is what has been like a, a successful collaboration that you did that was like a big part of how your business benefit? Um, so one of the things that I did was um, I did early on when I opened the nail salon, I started teaming up with other beauty professionals. They were estheticians, um, massage therapists, um, and because those people had a lot of the clientele that I wanted. Um, It wasn't exactly something that you teamed up with. Um, so just stepping out and being able to talk to these people and cultivate those relationships is one of the hardest things. But it was the best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got the high mic. Fast answers now. So within the industry, like like from your experience with collaborations, like what do you think that the industry could could if they, if they actively seek out collaborations, what kind of significant opportunities and growth can they have in their business? Uh, and, you know, the growth of their business and the innovation. Oh, substantial growth. Um, one of the best things you can do is get out and talk to people. Who I don't know, maybe you know. You don't know, maybe I know. Being out, networking with people who are not only in your profession, but in professions similar to yours is the best thing. Um, not being closed mouth. They always say a closed mouth doesn't get fed, and that is so true. Being able to talk to people and have these relationships is definitely one of the most important things. You have, come on, let's go. All right, so actively, actively, what can people do practically to seek out collaborative opportunities to build a strong network within their business? Well, I mean, now it's so much easier than I think when we started like a decade or decade and a half ago. I mean, social media is there now. It's so much easier to reach out and almost touch these people. You can hop in their DMs. You can see where they're located. You can take time to go by their spots. You can book an appointment. It's so much easier to find these people, whether it's via the hashtags, whether it's just by searching. You can find them. And a lot of people will talk to you. I talk to people in my DMs all the time. I have people who are, you know, juicing from their homes or doing things from their homes. And they'll reach out and say, hey, where did you get this? How did you get this? Can you help me with this? So social media is a powerful, powerful tool that maybe we didn't have at our disposal a while ago. Yeah. I want to know, what's the story behind how you able to just knock these questions out like this? You know, <laughs> when did that happen? When did it happen? Yeah, like like what was that moment when, when like this came out? Is this childhood? Is this something that significant happened in your business where you had to become something more? What's what's the story behind this? Well, um, I grew up in a very religious family, uh, and we had to do um, a lot of public speaking a couple times a week. So any nervousness that I had had to be gotten rid of really quickly. And then we were pretty much graded on how we spoke, whether it was our hand gestures, whether it was our eye contact, how we stood, how we, you know, do we appear nervous. So we did have, um, I don't want to say grace, it's a little harsh, but we did have to meet certain standards um, as far as how we talk. It involved us talking to a lot of strangers, like literally walking up to people on the street like, hey, can I talk to you about God? <laughs> Once you, I feel like once you can do that, like you can really talk to people about anything. I mean, you get strangers ask you all types of questions, you know what I'm saying? So you learn how to talk to almost anybody. So childhood, for sure. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Bishop? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
observation so what what you may not know and what I'm observing is that you are proof that barber can go from generation to generation they can go from season to season and not only stay consistent but continue to be like like grow and become better and be better in your later years than you were in your younger years what played a significant part in your mindset and how you think Mm, that's a great question. I'm gonna blame it on my DNA. All right? My DNA. My, my grandfather was the executive director of the Urban League in Gary, Indiana, and he like changed the whole city uh, with a forty thousand dollar budget. He went from forty thousand to a half a million to help people who needed jobs. Like that's just been in my DNA. We all come. I come from a lineage of business owners. And so I was the first of his grandkids from his son. The year I was born is the year he died. So I kind of feel like something happened spiritually. And uh, people who don't even, like people I didn't even know once they found out who I was and they linked us together, they said, well, your grandfather had greatness in him. And so that always was a spark for me that I wanted to maintain that greatness. I wanted to keep the legacy alive. So, you know, my rule, you'll turn your passion mm -hmm. into profits. At 12 years old, I got my haircut at the barber school. They tow my head up, man. <laughs> they tow my head up. My mom was a stylist. I went home and fixed my hair. And everybody in the hood was like, man, who cut your hair? I was like, well, dude at the barber school cut it, but I fixed it. They didn't believe it. So I went to the grocery stores, Hayden, and I'll carry bags to get a dollar to pay them to let me cut their hair. Mm. Mm. I thought this. Mm -hmm. So I was investing in myself at an early age. So that paid off from 12 to 27. I was 27 when I first got my barber license. No, I was 21 when I got my barber license. From 12 to 21, I have maintained that drive to be something great. And um, it's just my DNA, man. I, I set myself up for success. I didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, so, so those that are listening to this now, those that are listening in the future, like, how can people like connect more with you to, to, to just learn more about what you're doing, how you kept reinventing yourself? How can they connect with you? Um, first of all, all my on every social media platform is I am Bilko, and um, follow follow what I'm doing on social media. If you know me, if you want to connect with me, definitely shoot me a DM. Is Cynthia said. Because uh, it works. Sent to key. Sent key. <laughs> I was going to say Ms. Bonds. I had it right last night. But yeah. Sent to key said. So that's the rule of thumb. Don't uh, let social media use you. You use social media. So I use social media for those reasons to help not just grow me, but grow others. Because the classes that I teach, I teach them how to elevate their business, not yeah. just grow. I don't believe that we're barbers. I have a different mindset. I believe we're businessmen. We just use barbering as a tool. Mm. Yeah, that's why you're bitching. I like these. I, 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 do I just I think that way because when you're a barber, like Haven was talking about old school barbers, they would not they would not help you. 
they'll be you can be in there struggling, bro, and they'll be like, man, I ain't showing them nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And you be in there like straight like a retarded. Like, man, I'm gonna get this. But today's society is like the more you give, the more you grow. Mm-hmm. You gotta catch that. The more yeah. you give. Now I ain't saying I'm my class ain't free. <laughs> But I tell you what, in my class, in my session, my mentorships, you get way more than what you think. Yeah. So at yeah. the end of the day, that's where we at with growing people and, and elevating and, and and taking things to the next level. Yeah. Never stop learning. Stay green. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Hey, and that jumps back to you. Like you know, people that that, that heard your story and, and, and they motivate what you, the things that you're doing. How can they connect with you? How can they connect with me? Yeah. Oh man, hit me up. You know what I mean? IG, TikTok, Facebook. If you got my number, hit me up. You know, obviously you can reach out to me. But obviously, I'm 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 in. I'm always available. You know what I'm saying? Especially for somebody who really wants it. Yeah. So that's just my at, at this point in my career, I'm all about giving back. Man. So. That's good. Nice. Same question to you. People that that done heard this amazing story about this three year journey is insane. And, and, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that you have more to offer than just teaching people how to cut. Mm-hmm. You have well, you said you started in the '90s, right? Mm-hmm. There are stories that I know I want to hear. Mm-hmm. How can people connect with you to learn more about like, just your past and who you been? Um, any, I mean, I'm everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I, I go to all the shows mainly. I'm um, constantly. Uh, teaching, I'm constantly educating, I'm constantly a student, I support other people, um, I'm on social media, Barbanaz, one word, um, everywhere, um, wherever Barbanaz at, that's where I'm at, mm-hmm. I mean, people reach out to me, um, I respond back, uh, I mean, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes we can help people in small ways, you know, like, I have people that message me and they ask me questions like, hey, what can I do with this haircut? You know, stuff like that. They just send me pictures or send me a video. And I help people um, kind of see the, the the flaw in what they're doing without bringing them down, you know? Like, I will never go on somebody's picture and be like, hey, look what's, what's up with all that ways. And, hey, why you ain't just take the one in the house? And, nah. You know, if people ask, I ain't no send me a picture or tag me on a picture. You know, if you want me, you know, you want my expertise, you want me to ask, you know, if you got some trouble in any type of area, and, and sometimes people tag me, and then I'll DM them, like, okay, that part, when you got to the red, you should have, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, so my, my line of communication, my door is always open, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm always here to help, and, you know, I'm, hey, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. Mother sent the key. Where can people connect with you to get some of this energy? Uh, much like everyone else, social media is great. Uh, I do work well with emails, too. Um, sometimes DMs can kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, so if you have something that's a little bit more detailed, um, a little bit heavier than the email, would definitely be the best way. But, I mean, uh, my business pages are all available on them. Personal, too, but not as private as the So social media is great. Email is also awesome. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to close it Anything that you got going on, how can people connect with you and, and, and get involved and participate in the fusion? Okay. So, I have two websites. One is currently being built out for the foundation. But if you go to my Instagram, my Instagram will take you to my link tree. 
and Linktree will take you to everything. My website page is www.lovelystyle.com, spelled with L-U-V-L-E, style.com. That page will take you to the Fusion Brand Academy page. That page will take you to the Foundation page. So all my stuff is all Thank you.